Yemunla. You're listening to Karakaraman EV, Karakaraman, the English version. Karakaraman is a podcast about the representation of the Caribbean in cinema and television. I'm your host, Patra M, and this is episode 9, part 2. I hope you guys are doing okay. I've had the most eye-opening week ever. Last week, if you remember, I was not motivated. I had no energy. This week, though, it feels like the universe kept sending me all these signs every day to let me know that I was walking in the right direction. There are many challenges, but... <laughs> You know, these are challenges that I want to tackle and I want to succeed. So I'm very excited right now. And um, yeah, I know in my heart, I know in my, I know in my mind that I'm doing the right thing for me. And it's a great feeling. Anyway, today we're talking about Aftermath. It's a short film from Trinidad and Tobago, directed by Karen Martinez and released in 2013. It was selected in festivals and it won the Best Short Local Award at the Trinidad and Tobago Film Festival in 2013. You can stream Aftermath on StudioNNC.tv. Here's the plot. Aftermath tells the story of Abby, a young woman from the upper class, and Curtis, a young man from the lower class, in Trinidad and Tobago. They fall in love at first sight during Jouvert, but they have to say goodbye and return to their separate lives. Can this love at first sight turn into a real love story in broad daylight? I never thought when I was recording my French episode a year ago that we'd reach a point of Carnival Tabenka. Do I pronounce it right? Tabenka? Or is it Tabenka? I, I don't know. Anyway, people didn't get to go on the road and play mass this year again, but they had a chance to party at home this weekend, thanks to the Carnival Nostalgia event set up by Sokalayan Entertainment. You can watch the live stream on their Facebook page and their YouTube channel also and jump up at home. But before you do that, let's take a moment to think about how Caribbean Carnival is perceived by other cultures and how it symbolizes the history of the Caribbean. It's time for the first Caribbean connection. The Caribbean Connection segment is to discuss how a film makes me reflect on my identity as a black woman, as an Afro-Caribbean woman, as a Guadeloupean woman, and as a French woman. Disclaimer. I will talk about the carnival in Guadeloupe. I don't know about the carnival in Martinique, but I know that we have significant differences for me to tell you that What I'm saying is in a Guadeloupean context and not a Martinican context. So, for you, what is the carnival that international pop culture considers the most beautiful carnival in the world? From my point of view, I think the carnival in Rio, in Brazil, is still the number one answer. But some English-speaking islands, such as Trinidad and Tobago and St. Lucia or Grenada, clearly have the potential to achieve this 
level of recognition for the carnival, or at least they had the potential to. We will see with this COVID-19 pandemic situation. My first memory of carnival on the big screen is Orfeo Negro, released in 1959 and directed by Marcel Camus. I was about 8 or 10 when I watched it for the first time. It aired like around 11 p.m. in Guadeloupe. And I was already familiar with Greek mythology. So imagine how puzzled I was to see a black Orfeo, but I was very pleased. I mentioned it because this film does two important things in terms of representation. Even while using Greek mythology, it localizes the plot, the story. It encores the plot in a clearly identified culture. And you see the carnival from the point of view of the lowest social class. The Caribbean carnival isn't as well respected, I think. And it's even more obvious for me when I look at what's going on in France. I've been on Twitter for more than 10 years now, five or six years exclusively in the Hallyu K-pop fandom. Then I switched back to black Twitter. So I've been following the French black Twitter community for about five years now. And when I say French black Twitter, I mean only two groups, the Afro-feminist group and the group of what I call the 97 plus, because the overseas territories zip codes start with the numbers 97. Guadeloupe is 971, Martinique is 972, Guyana, French Guyana is 973, and so on. Obviously, there are women of the 97 plus group who can also be in the Afro feminist group. That goes without saying. In general, the two groups have fun together and really embody this concept of a diverse but harmonious Afro community. These two groups will come together to denounce discrimination, the quote-unquote mistakes of public figures, but every three or four months there's a conflict between these two groups and nine times out of ten the starting point is a tweet on how West Indian people reject their African identity. One time out of ten, it's a tweet about how West Indian people are always horny. West Indian women are, excuse my language, are hoes. And which time of the year symbolizes this conflicting discourse within the French black community? The Caribbean carnival. Because with the circulation of the diaspora, our culture also circulates but not the history behind it. In the Caribbean, for a lack of a clear and factual explanation on why and how carnival exists, there's a transmission of respect towards carnival by the simple fact of living in the country and seeing carnival year after year, leaving the preparation phase, organizing your life for a few months around this celebration of our community. When you live abroad, this element of transmission I wouldn't say that it disappears. I would say that it's invisibilized. Over the last 20 years, the Caribbean Carnival may have gained international fame, but it still lacks prestige. Caribbean people see their carnival as a moment of protest, a moment of celebration of their identity, of their culture and history. Or perhaps carnival is just a moment to release 
the daily stress and pressure you accumulate during the year. However, the common outsider's point of view is to see Caribbean Carnival as debauchery. Honestly, I personally don't see a problem with how outsiders would perceive our carnival as long as they don't choose their misunderstandings and wrong thinking to justify violent and disrespectful behavior. I don't know how foreigners behave when they play mass in the Caribbean. I'm talking about Caribbean carnival events organized by the diaspora. For instance, there have been reports of outsiders just grabbing women, forcing them to dance with them, and sometimes even assaulting them at London Carnival like two years ago. And back to what I was saying about the other black communities in France spreading negative stereotypes on Caribbean women. They don't understand the meaning of carnival. That's why a film like Aftermath is great to show the political meaning behind carnival without being blinded by the glitter. So, again, disclaimer number two. I'm not an expert. I'm going to talk about my experience as a person who played mass in a group with glitter shining outfits. I played mass in a group created for cultural activism and I played mass in the street just for fun. If you want a real analysis on, and I quote, Carnival at the center of identity issues in Guadeloupe. I will link you to an article by sociologist Stéphanie Mulot titled The Trace of the Masks. It's in French. I think maybe you could use Google Translate and it's based, like I said, on the Carnival of Guadeloupe. There are three trends. The Carnival as entertainment for tourists, the Carnival to celebrate our cultural heritage and the Carnival as a form of activism. So it's about the political intention behind it. Each Caribbean carnival has its own specificities. The opening sequence of Aftermath takes place during the Jouvert parade. Jouvert comes from the French Jour Ouvert and in Creole Jour Ouvert, which means dawn. From what I understand, it's a night street parade on Monday that marks the opening of the two-day carnival festivities. In Guadeloupe, we have a carnival parade every Sunday from the 1st Sunday of January up to the three final days, Lundi Gras, Monday, Mardi Gras, Tuesday, and Mercredi Décembre, Ash Wednesday. We don't have Jouvert, but we do have the Mass Matin Congo Caraïbe, which would be the Congo Caraïbe Morning Mass on Saturday morning. It's been happening for about 20 years now. It was created by Le Point, which means question mark. It's one of the activist group like Akio, which is really big in in uh, in Guadeloupe. You can check out the links in the description box to watch videos. Having Jouvert as the background for the meeting between the two lead characters already presents Carnival as a symbol of Caribbean history. This isn't about glitter and touristic entertainment Carnival. It's about Carnival being the expression of our sense of community. Carnival tells the story of slavery and religion in the Caribbean. For Jouvert, there's no need for a fancy costume. You hide your individual identity while you reveal yourself with a collective identity of your community. During the Panchayat Virtual Arts and Research Symposium that aired on YouTube during February 2021, um, and you can watch it for free on YouTube, There was a presentation by Marvin George called 
making mass with blackness, making blackness with mass. I'll put the link in the description. Basically, he explains how people playing mass would darken their skin to celebrate our ancestors that were enslaved. In Martinique, you have the Negro Siwo. In Guadeloupe, it would be the Neg Congo. And in Grenada, I think you call them Jab Jab. In Trinidad and Tobago, you have the Blue Devils of Paranim. So yes, Carnival is about having fun and letting go, but we also have moments like Jouvert or Mass Matin in Guadeloupe that create a space to reconnect ourselves to our ancestors and our history. That's why I find it so disrespectful when non-Caribbean people would reduce our carnival to women wearing sexy suits, sexy outfits and feathers shaking their asses in the street. And that's why I also don't get why other Afro-descendants would say that Afro-Caribbean people reject their African roots. Listen, I don't know any better example than Carnival to show how strong our African roots remained throughout the centuries. In Guadeloupe, there are different kinds of masks. And I mean... I'm talking about the mask as the outfit to change your identity. I'm not talking about mask as the parade. You have some masks inspired by African folklore, like Masalus or Masalomo, which could be translated as beer mask or death mask. You also have masks inspired by the Caribbean people, like the Masahuku. Huku is some kind of red powder. So you also have the Masa glass, which would be like the glass mass inspired by the Indian immigrants. I'll talk about it more in detail in the next episode. Let's just say for now that Indian people were mistreated and discriminated against when they first arrived in the Caribbean. But still, the creolization process happened and some elements of their culture became a symbol of Caribbean culture. Other mass have more contemporary inspirations based on political events or economic crisis. Carnival is freedom. Freedom of the soul, freedom of the mind, freedom of the body. Everyone can participate in Carnival. For the people who play mass in groups participating in the contest and have elaborate fancy costumes, there's the pressure to have the ideal body type, I think. But still, you'll find people of all body types. Carnival should always be about respecting each other's bodies. A person touching someone without consent, this is not carnival spirit. Back in my carnival days, when I used to play mass, people just looked after each other. And why I don't like being in crowded places, I never felt unsafe when I was playing mass. I wrote a flash fiction about it, it's called Tifomo Masla. You can read it online at Intersect Antigua. And I know this is my own experience, which doesn't mean everybody experienced Carnival the same way that I did. If anything, I even get the impression now that my experience was where? And it's very sad. I remember that Ash Wednesday parade. I was like 16, I think. And we were dancing in the street walking behind a big music truck. You know, you had soca blasting and people jumping everywhere. You know, you had your towel in the air, you know, doing the helicopter. And I swear to you, there was this 
old lady dancing with us. She was like 70 years old, maybe 75. And it was just so cute to see all these big and tall guys surrounding her, making sure that no one would make her fall, no one would hurt her. So yeah, and she was there. She danced with us for about like 30 minutes and it was great. But just in general, in my time, there was this intention to take care of each other, even without knowing each other. So I don't know if that still exists, but this is what the Jouvert sequence shows in Aftermath. Carnival is about being able to be oneself without restriction and to accept the other without condition. Aftermath plays on this paradox, on the fact of being oneself while being dressed up and the fact of putting on a mask in broad delight because of society. And this will be my second Caribbean connection. What are the social dynamics that Carnival allows to hide in our Caribbean societies? Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to my newsletter. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Caracaramo. You can give me five stars on Apple Podcasts to give Caracaramo more visibility. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. See you à dans d'autres soleils. Ciao, Bered.